Hey, my name is Matt Waterworth. Thanks for uh, joining us again on the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast here for the Story Hive Sessions. Uh, I've got another pair of filmmakers here, or at least one. Why don't you introduce yourselves? <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Neil Fleming, um, and uh, our group is doing a, um, a documentary about uh, uh, a local Calgary um, he's kind of a, a unique character in the in the local Calgary scene um, because of his job and I'm, I'm actually here with uh, Helen Malachny who's a local stage manager hello and uh, Helen is um, our, our, our the documentary that I want to do is is about uh, Duval McKegg who is a, a light walker um, to my knowledge he's the only one in Canada right now what is um, it what's a light walker <laughs> Well, a, a light walker is um, when a theater production, when a theater show goes into production, um, you know, they, the lighting crew will set all the lights, they'd hang them, they focus them to various areas, that, uh, that kind of thing. And then on the day they, where they do level set, they set the sound levels, but they also set the light levels for the show. And uh, they usually have somebody walk the stage to make sure that people's faces are lit at key moments uh, and that kind of thing. And so, um, quite so it's often, a, like a stand-in in the film industry. It is like a stand-in yeah, yeah. in the film industry, okay. right? And and so they move about, um, like quite often on theater because they they aren't in one place for the focus of the camera. They have to walk the stage, right? Because right. they have right. to fill the whole space that is going to be performed in that for scene. Sure. And um, quite often, it's like a assistant stage manager or or the low peg on the lighting crew. Um, but what what Duval does is different. He He's an actor himself, or, or um, at least he used to be. He, he was. He, he was, was an, an actor. actor yeah. um, and he, well, what he does is he goes to rehearsals. He learns the show, um, specifically the the cue lines. So um, in transitional moments, like uh, scene breaks or act breaks or, or the start of the show, for example, he will learn the lines. Uh, he'll wear the costumes. He'll peel basically take the place of the entire company <laughs> wow. for the uh, director to see what it's going to look like uh, on the, with those various uh, people. So you really get a sense of the moments of the show with him. Right. Because um, he tries to do his best uh, when he's performing the show, right? So... Um, it, so, so the, and and this is unlike any of the other interviews we've done. This is a documentary, not a, not a narrative story about... Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, I mean, our hope is to get in, into a show on uh, on um, level set day. Um, we've speak, spoken to the designers. We're we're negotiating with the theater company, um, and uh, Helen is the stage manager on the show. So, um, I believe Duval's been in for a couple of rehearsals with with the show. Um, and what's that like? It's one guy doing the entire company's. <laughs> is he do, doing costume changes? And he he will be when we get wow. to levels. He he has in the past. I've worked with him before. Um, we did a show a number of years ago, a Christmas Carol Channing, and he um, it was really interesting because he needs to play all the parts. So when I'm trying to set the cues for, for example, a scene between Ebenezer Scroogey and Tiny Tammy, <laughs> he's. He's jumping back and forth, but what, what that means for him is, in order for him to feel like he's Ebenezer Scroogey, he puts on that outfit and that wig, and then he'll disrobe on stage and then put on a, he'll, he'll kneel down and pick up the crutch to be Tiny Tammy. And right. it's very time consuming when he's, I, I won't sure. lie, when he's in rehearsal, um, uh, for example, Christmas Carol Channing had probably 75 light cues in the first scene. Right. And uh, 
unlike rehearse in rehearsal actors have three weeks in order to learn their lines their part their blocking which is what we call moving around the stage sure uh, so they have three weeks to rehearse on the technical side uh, we have three days in the theater in order to master the calling of all the light cues when they're supposed to happen setting the levels where we want the lights and so when i do have um my asm justin borneo walking the lights it does tend to go a bit faster uh and I understand the need for the acting brilliance that Duval brings. Right, However, it's kind of like a lost art form or a created art form, I guess. It's definitely created, Matt. It's right. absolutely created. As Neil was saying, he's the only one that does it in Canada. So, uh, for me to for me to work with him is it's a very interesting challenge because in my three days, I have to work on. Uh, over 300 cues in the show that we're working on right now, The Pickwick Murders, and knowing that he'll be coming in and trying to play all, offering to play all the parts, uh, will it does certainly slow down my progress. I, yeah, I guess um, you'd have to have something to do while you wait for him to change. And Yeah, and I could be, I could be running that cue sequence, uh, but the director has specifically asked for Duval. Right. She's worked with him before. Right. So, um you know, it's just part of my job as stage manager to to serve the director's uh, needs for the queuing process. Um, I'm not quite positive that she or Duval understand the time pressure that I'm under, but um, right. I'm hoping that, you know, since Christmas Carol Channing, he's, um, I don't know how to say this, just picked up the pace a little bit, right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the interesting thing is... Um, uh, and this is what what I like about the the story is that that Duval is a little bit controversial. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, that's what I find interesting about him. But uh, what what he does is he does like if you go see the shows that he's worked on, I think they are a level above um, not just f from a lighting perspective, but from a performance perspective. And uh, so the director that's working on this production of uh, Pickwick Murders, uh, Cynthia Guinness Jones, she's fairly popular around town. She's a bit um, uh, inventive, um, and and her deal is uh, um, having spoken to her. She she went to the Yale School of Drama, and uh, at Yale they they don't believe in level set. That was part of the they, they really had a hard time as directors giving up the company for a day at a key point when they're just transitioning into the theater. Right, right. Uh, so they felt it was a real critical time for them to be in rehearsal with the actors. Oh, okay. So in in their version, they would just bring the whole company in. Um, right. And just start at the top of the show, start queuing the show with everybody. There. Which I gotta say sounds like a better use of everyone's time. I'm not. Mm. I'm not positive about that, Matt, because when I am used to doing levels with um, an ASM walking the lights, uh, I'm not necessarily having to deal with my company of 25 actors on stage at the same time. So, um, but doesn't that mean it's 25? times faster or no no, no? Okay. if you spend no, the Matt, day because no. um, I, I used no. to I used to design lights myself uh, in a past life I'm also a, a theater person okay. that happened to fall into uh, filmmaking as am I and I knew this as Q to Q Q to Q yes, yeah. Yeah. level right. set uh, yeah. happens oh, okay. first okay. so level set you go through and you can cue the whole show right uh, at lights up lights down all that kind of stuff uh, you have somebody walk the stage to make sure things are cool and then when you go into Q to Q you bring the company in and they run the cues and then you can see any adjustments you need to make 
right? So it's a very much a more fast and dirty approach, but it right. gives you a head start before mm. the actors come in. So you're not wasting the actor's time. Right. Like with Christmas Carol Channing, there's like six, seven kids in that, right? Yeah. And so for for uh, them to all be there called for a 10 hour day, right, right. you start, and it takes, I don't know, you know, uh, a full day to get through the first 10 cues because they want to make everything right and they off again start here we come again yeah, sing I guess song again dealing all that with kind of right, stuff, I guess, right I guess you can be rehearsing while, while the level totally. set's happening totally yeah. well let, so, let me just take you through an example um, in the Pickwick murders um, Mr. Frottingham begins the show with a monologue downstage center he's uh, he's recalling a time uh, uh, a terrible train passage I don't want to give any spoilers but he's he's passing through um uh, an Eastern European country on a train and he's telling us this monologue and he stands very still center stage. And now if in levels, normally I would have my ASM stand downstage center and my lighting designer would bring up the lights where that monologue would take place. Here is the spotlight where it would take place. That looks good on the face of my ASM who is a Caucasian man and so is my actor a Caucasian man. That works. It's fine. Great. Off off he goes. I move on to the next light. When I'm working with Duval McCaig, what can happen and what did happen in, in Christmas Carol Channing was that he would, I anticipate he may want to make some changes to that light design. I anticipate that when I would like to move on to cue number two, we may or may not spend three and a half hours on cue number one. What? As Mr. McCaig will, Mr. McCaig will, has in the past, I don't want to speak for what he's like now. I'm, I'm, we'll find out when we do levels uh, in the next few weeks here. But in the past, he has questioned the light designer's choice of gel color. He has questioned the width of the spot. He's questioned whether or not that monologue should take place downstage center. So in fact, in Christmas Carol Channing, the Christmas scene where Ebenezer Scrooge brings Tiny Tammy a gift at the end of the play, reconciliation, you, the, everyone's happy, Ebenezer's in a good mood. It was Duval's decision not to have that scene take place at the Cratchit house of Tiny Tammy. Instead, instead that scene uh, took place during a um, game of Scrabble on the ice. And this was a decision made by Duval. And, I, and Cynthia, the director, God bless her, she's wonderful, she's visionary. But I, I personally w w spent an entire day re-blocking the show for the actors. You have to, yeah. And finding props such as a Scrabble game that may have existed in the late 1800s. I don't know if it did, but we aged it. That meant hiring props to come in and age a 1940s Scrabble game to look like it belonged in the late 1800s. And then we had to find um, the plastic sheeting to make it look like we had an ice rink. I got to say, I'm so confused. That seems like so much it, unnecessary. I agree with you, Matt. I really agree with you. I. Uh, I've I don't know. Just to just to be fair, um, y you know, I think what Br Duval brings to the table is um, he's a, has a willingness to ask questions. Um, and, you know, and, and theater is a is a collaborative art form, right? And uh, and I've been on both sides of the of the table. I'm a playwright, and I'm also uh, a designer and a, and a technician. I grew up as a lighting technician, I've been doing that since high school. And so, um, when you do a production. Uh, 
everybody is is a part of that. And I think I think what's misunderstood about Duval is that he's a new part of the process that people aren't aren't used to. But I, but I would argue I really like that production of Christmas Carol Channing, and I thought the the uh, Scrabble scene was unexpected. Like everyone's seen Christmas Carol, uh, do you know what I mean? And uh, Christmas Carol Channing is not Christmas Carol, right. so it definitely does so, sound like a unique take. Totally. So yeah. so. And I think that's a key thing about Deval is he's willing to ask why not, mm. you know. And him working with um, uh, with this particular director it is I'm excited because uh, because she like I was saying before she's the Yale School um, where she's she's willing to give up her actors for this day to be in this. Uh, level set which is huge she she doesn't normally do that and that's why she has devout because she'll be able to continue to work on character and uh, moments and finding things uh about the play that maybe the actor performing that character in in the end of production hasn't thought about because that's not part of their life experience right. or, or right. whatever that is and interestingly she does have the next day where she needs to redirect the actors to find the moments that duval sure. found in his exploration yeah Wow. And I would say, you know, the, when they did the bingo gangsters together, that was like, I'd never seen anything like that before. <laughs> it was what? so, um, you know, the people were in light, people were in shadow, people were like, and it was really a, uh, the two of them paired up on that to, to make a, a, a unique theatrical experience. And right? interesting, we had to replace one of the actors in the bingo gangsters because it, there was a miscommunication between Duval and and this actor who shall remain nameless but um, that actor left the show after um, after the dress rehearsal because his his performance he was drastically changed after Cynthia worked with Duval so uh, he, this is really in light in the game of a, mm-hmm. of a show isn't it yeah but Duval has quite a, a pull I guess he, so. he has quite a power over what happens and so but but most wonderfully uh, what was wonderful is that Chris Rothery stepped in at the last moment and replaced that actor who shall remain nameless and um, and uh, um, and Duval's vision along with Cynthia's help came to life all right well I um, mean this is this is kind of cool go ahead uh, the one other thing I wanted to say that I was looking forward to is is um, is documenting the experience of, of Doug Taylor the designer who's working on this show because okay. this is his first professional production so not only has he not worked with Duval before he hasn't worked in uh, sort of the professional capacity before I mean he's a great he's a great designer I've seen a lot of his his amateur work um, sorry Doug's never worked with Duval before no, no. Oh, you didn't know that? Um, no, no, I didn't. It, D- Doug is a very practical guy, and I'm sure he'll, but it'll be a, a unique experience. And I think for our eventual viewers, um, sort of seeing that story through his eyes in a way. Wait, uh, that, to, that sounds like it's going to be a problem, is it not? I don't, I don't know. Again, uh, Duval is very well known and respected in this community. So right. uh, my experience working with him um on the Bingo Gangsters and Christmas Carol Channing may be very different than uh, what he's grown into as a light walker now. Well, regardless, it sounds like it's going to make it for an interesting documentary. Well, I think it's, uh, I think the day could be, it, it could be explosive right. or it could be, we could just see some theater magic being right, made, right, yeah. you know, like uh, of the shows that I've seen that Duval's worked on, I think they're better for having him been there right. because he has challenged people and he doesn't always get his way, right. but he's willing to ask the questions, right? Hmm. And, and be... Uh, a collaborator. Right. I'm interested in the world seeing what it's like 
on level day with Duval in the room. I'm really interested in that. Well, I got to say, it sounds a little indulgent, but uh, it's cool that it's a new art form or his own art form. Um, And I I am excited to to see your story, Hive Project, get made. Uh, I'm going to throw to the audio of your pitch video, which is Duval, right? Do you want to explain Mm -hmm. what's happening in it? Uh, I had asked him a little bit about um, about light walking to just sort of describe what he does um, and why, you know, he and I had a, have had a few interesting conversations about it because, you know, when I've done design, I've never worked with Duval. Um, I don't do a lot of uh, theater design anymore, but uh, I could see the value in having him in the room. Um, it, it depends on the team, right? The the director and the and the designer and the stage management staff, the crew, because uh, it, it, I think it does take a little bit more patience. But in the end, it's it's um, it's better, you know. And so, uh, yeah, so I had Duval sort of set up a little bit about um who he is and what he does, really, just for the just for the tease, right, right, um, and uh, and I think it gives you a sense of of who he is a little bit, you know. Gotcha. He's an interesting cat for sure. Yeah, it's uh, for sure. It sounds great. Just a fun fact: it's it, it, the audio will sound great because not only uh, is he a light walker, um, he's a voice feeler. Mm. So he'll go on to voice gigs where people are going to be doing a voiceover for a commercial, for example, or a narration, and they're just trying to get the timing for what that. Uh, what that voiceover will sound like behind the commercial. So he's not the actor that will be voicing the commercial, but he's the voice feeler. So he'll come in and get voice feeler. Voice feeler. Yeah. Wow. So, another new. Mm-hmm. I've never. I've never heard of this. All right. Well, he. The, that's really just getting going. I think with him, but it's it's a nice little sideline for him, and I think there's got a huge potential. There's a lot of uh, great voice uh, uh, companies in in Calgary that do lots of commercials, right, right. and that kind of thing, right? So, but I don't know when he has time to do the voice feeling. Oh no, he's, he's busy. always. I mean, that's the thing. Like three days of he, he has this reputation of being a little bit difficult, but. But people want him. Like right. it's hard. That's oh, why he's not here today. Yeah, right. They want he's working. Right. right. So yeah, they want. Well, him. vote for the light walker, right? And here is uh, Duval. Now, a textbook will tell you that a light walker is someone who stands on stage for the lighting crew, so that the designers and director can see what an actor might look like under light. Except with me, it's more than that. I go to rehearsals. I learn the show. I wear the costumes. When we arrive in the space, it's just me. I perform the show. I stand in for the entire company. For me, walking the light is the act of inhabiting the world of the play, on behalf of the company, for the benefit of the director and the design staff. I want them to feel the show, how the audience will. When the actors arrive, they step into a world I have helped create. An old friend from Stratford recently asked me if I missed acting. I said, oh, why would I settle for one part when I can play them all?